excited about so many folks being here on um, on this virtual um, discussion. I like to call it more than a talk. It's a, like a discussion. And I am at the beach, but I'm not at a beach like that. That's my virtual background. So in this practice, I want to keep it real. <laughs> so, But tonight I want to talk about gener generating the hope. And part of that uh, actually is being able to see the sun or the silver lining in the clouds. I've been doing a lot of reflection and working with folks on Zoom and, and helping people manage this, this time of COVID as well as all of the other uh, activities like the protests, the really looking at injustice um, and racism and all of the other um, forms of suffering. And, um, and so when I've been talking, I've been part of the way I've been dealing with, with this situation and generating the hope I've been doing a YouTube um, post. I do a YouTube every Thursday. I do a um, like 10 to 15 minute um, video about how to relate to this time uh, of difficulty or actually it's to me, it's, it's always um, suffering um, available in daily life right now and it's on, it's on steroids. So it's right in our face and we can see it. So that's a good thing because we can we can deal with it, but I've been talking about this, the possibility of being able to hold the, the hurt and generate the hope. And so I've been talking about the hurt. I think the hurt is out there. We know that. And really what I'm really saying is that we have to acknowledge how we feel. We have to acknowledge suffering. That is the first noble truth is suffering and understanding uh, the cause, what causes suffering and then how to uh, go to the end of suffering and then the Eightfold Noble Path, the Four Noble Truths, and all of the things we like to talk about here at the center that are ways uh, that we can uh, alleviate or eliminate suffering. And so for me, it's really important that what I do in my own practice is one of the things I, I do every morning or every day is really to take refuge in the Buddha. And so my my spin on that is I call it the a masterpiece within. We all have a masterpiece. For some people that might be in this tradition, that is really um, a Buddha nature. And depending on, it could be Christ consciousness, it could be the divine spark, the Kuan Yin energy, whatever we like to, to call it. And uh, I apologize, I forgot to turn off my, um, my uh, notifications. But anyway, um, so taking refuge in the fact that I, I, have, I have the capacity to be a Buddha or to be awake. And so we all have that Buddha nature. Now how we access it is through the Dharma, the teachings. Um, there's, a, there's a path, there's a teaching, including the um, Eightfold Noble Path. And then the third part of it is a Sangha. There's, it's a community of like-minded people or in this case, if we expand the, the Sangha to include all beings, uh, not only that exist now, that ever have existed and who, and beings that will exist in the future, then we realize that we're not, we don't have to do this alone. And in this tradition, we talk about having a good friend and we call teachers good friends, but also just what we're doing now is a way of generating a hope because why, what are we doing? We're getting together and we're, 
it's appropriate attention. We're going to talk about the teachings. Okay, these are the teachings, and how do we relate to the teachings in a way that allows us to experience what the teachings are offering? That's what the Buddha said. He said, "Don't go by what I say. See if it's true in your own experience." And so, for me, the alignment of the teachers, the teachings of the Buddha or the Dharma, is consistent with the research. The research is starting to catch up to us. So we know from the research that, that one way we can determine how we're going to be or how we're going to perform has to do with three things. The first thing is this idea of positive genius or keeping hope and optimism alive. So that's what this practice is. So we talk about hope and optimism. The second thing is social support, which we call Sangha. And the third thing is to see suffering in a way where we we're up for the challenge and it's an opportunity actually to practice so without the suffering there'd be no need to practice so the suffering is an invitation so when we're looking at it keeping hope alive is an invitation for us to 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 express ourselves to to actually depend on the buddha the, the dharma and the sangha as a refuge as a place where we can build a home and i and i feel like the home is where the heart is and every week i call it uh, being being at home with George, and it's really not so much being with George, but it's being at home and and talking, having a conversation about what it means. The home is where the heart is, and how do we train the heart? And so Ajahn Sumedho talked about it's not so much to follow the heart as it is to train the heart so that we can follow the heart. And in this case, the mind and the heart are one. And so I want to keep it real, real simple. I'll talk about a little bit, but how I've been dealing with this this crisis to me, it's it's really understanding. We talk about it all the time suffering, but that's happening. It's on steroids now. Um, this idea of of uh, impermanence, things are changing. That's in our face, and so that's one of the things we, that comes up in this process: is impermanence, suffering, and then this illusion of separateness. So I won't talk about a lot of this, but I want to talk about the illusion of separateness that what we need to do, one way to generate the hope is to understand, like I said, we have Buddha nature, we have teachings, we have ways of being, ways of thinking, um, especially when we talk about the opposite of, of, we talk about the three poisons, the opposite of greed is generosity, compassion. The opposite of ill will is goodwill or, or being kind and the opposite of confusion is insight or wisdom and so when we generate this is it's being able to see that from moment to moment things are impermanent that there's suffering and that this illusion of separateness excuse me is something we have to get beyond and so for me and for this practice it starts with me and so when i can start to take care of my mind and start to take care of my suffering start to understand uh, what's what's my thoughts? Do I have do I have right view? Am I looking at things from a from a viewpoint of compassion, of love, of joy? We have the so there's a lot of teachings. I won't get into it a lot, but I'll just mention it. The sublime abodes, which is you know loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity. And the thing is. Just love, love is enough just to be able to love, to have an open heart, to see that I can get beyond this illusion of separateness and that we all want the same things. We all want to be happy. We all want to be free, but we may not have the understanding 
to do that. And so in this time of COVID and, and as well as, as people, which is really hopeful that you see people of all sizes, shapes and colors and stripes coming out and protesting and, and realizing that when one of us is suffering, we all are suffering. And so just using the teachings and understand that we have a path, we have a path that really helps us with this and we don't have to do it alone. And so the intention I have tonight is for people to really understand that that uh, happiness is a choice um, and that there's, there can be peace in a time of turmoil and that that's something we have to work on and the, the, the practice is a noble eightfold path is the way to go. And we talk about mindfulness a lot and mindfulness is important. You might even say it's the heart of the practice, but without right view, without uh, right thoughts or right intentions, understanding that we need to think in ways that are that are going to generate generosity. They're going to generate positive mind states like uh, love, compassion, joy, and uh, and realizing that it's something that we generate through how we see things, what we think about, through uh, speech, thought, and word. And so there has to be this ability to observe our experience as a silent witness so that we could see okay, this is a wholesome thought, this is a positive thought, and if it's a positive thought, then it's going to lead to positive words and positive actions. And so in this time of COVID, I think for me, what's been really important is for me to just to reach out to people, not only um, on virtually, but also when I do go to the market, when I do go to the drugstore, that I'm relating to people with love, with compassion, with kindness, seeing them, but also being protective, wearing my mask and wearing gloves most, you know, I wear gloves when I go out and just being able to smile and to engage people and and to just be, be loving, be kind. It's really simple. And so I don't want to talk a lot. I just want to just set it up so we can have questions. How do we continue to generate a hope? And some of you, are, we're all doing it on some level, but we have to be careful not to be focused so much on what's wrong or to hurt to the degree that we're not having the balance of the generosity, you know, generating the hope so that we, we, we grow in faith, we grow in conviction, and that we understand that, that diligence or this ability to be steady, um, enthusiastic, and, and balanced with our energy, what we do. So it may feel like uh, we're shoveling against the tide or we're like Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill. And even though it may seem that way, we still have to continue to put in the effort, but it has to be the right effort. It has to be guided by wisdom and it has to be guided by these intentions of, of generosity, uh, goodwill, um, insight. And so I don't know if I want to say much more than that, but for me, it, it just, this time is, is, helping me to be grateful for the practice that I've been engaged in for 36 years or so, and that, that my practice is growing. And that in spite of all of the challenges and difficulties, there's a peace that seems to be beyond our understanding. And that day by day, I'm learning how to be more present. And I just want to start a little bit, talk a little bit about relationships, because we're in relationships. And this is a disease, you might say, of isolation 
or a disease where we might feel alone or we might feel like we're stuck in the house or that we can't do the things or engage and have the physical contact that we may want to have with family and friends. And that this is a time that we really have to figure out how to do that virtually. And so for me, one of the practices I have, because we just had Father's Day, and one of the things that I do is on Father's Day, whoever's in my phone, I, I send them a happy Father's Day. I do it for Mother's Day. I do it for all of the holidays. And on Thursdays, when when I do my YouTube posts, I, I send, I text things out to people. But then I call people. I have a friend of a friend whose brother is really ill, and we're not sure how much longer he's going to be here. I hadn't talked to him in like, I don't know, maybe since the 90s, so that's like 20, 20 plus years. And I called him and had a conversation with him. And that's the thing that we can do. We can reach out to people, even though we're not able to to um, be there physically, but emotionally, spiritually, the loving kindness, the compassion practice, appreciative joy practice, where we radiate uh, thoughts of love and kindness. And f- figuring out how do we how do I take care of George so I feel connected to myself and I can have that self-love, that self-compassion, that self-joy, that self-equanimity, and then I can share that with others or radiate that energy to others, have well-wishing, may you be happy, may you feel uh, safe and protected, may you be peaceful, may you live with love and joy. And so to me, that's the generation of generating for myself, getting my mind right, so I can I can share give with give to others, and so there's a, a myriad of ways of we can do that. And I'd like to open up the conversation and to talk about that, or people can have the question any questions you you want. But to me, it's really more about celebrating this time and and feeling happy now because my uh, I I uh, sort of co-opted this saying from Krista Murdy, uh, the um, meditation master uh, from England, and he said, uh, freedom now or never. And so I switched that around and say, joy now or never. So joy is in the moment, joy is being here, joy is generating hope and optimism, uh, um, mutual respect, mutual benefit, seeing everyone uh, as having Buddha nature. So it might be, relating masterpiece to masterpiece, soul to soul, um, the whole person, the whole person, um, just really understanding that how we relate to ourselves and our speech, thought, and word, and how we relate to others can generate hope where we're on this path, where how do we bring more light into the darkness? How do we accept the, the darkness or the hurt and make space for it, but don't be consumed by it, but at the same time balance that with generating hope. And yeah, in the suffering, uh, it's it's an opportunity to practice. It's an opportunity to bring love where there's hate. It's an opportunity to bring a light to where there's darkness, and vice versa. So this this understanding that we have, I'm coming from this refuge. I take refuge in my Buddha nature, my masterpiece, and the teachings that allow me to be myself and to be loving, to be compassionate, to be joyful, and that that I can do that. I don't have to do it by myself. I can do it with others. And that's how we roll. And so I want to end by saying I, I appreciate everyone being here. And 
to me is really more about I love the interaction, asking questions and really, really making this practice sing or make it alive. And that's how we do it. So this is fun. I'm just getting started, but I know we got to end. I mean, I love you all. And I, I had fun. I don't know if you all have fun, but this has been great. <laughs> all right. Peace and stay in joy. Joy now and never. All right. Bye now.